0: This is episode 114, Dyslexia, featuring Jeanette Washington, part one.
1: Hi, and welcome to another episode of SLPs Wine and Cheese. I'm Deb.
0: And I'm Maria.
1: And this is our podcast.
0: It's for the Realistic SLP.
1: Who is also actively anti-racism. And today, Maria has some tips for us.
0: Yeah, tip number two from theconversation.com, link is in the show notes. Explain racism is not just done by bad people. That's air quotes there. And racism should be taught as a system of racial hierarchy that is sustained consciously and unconsciously by the idea that one group of people is superior. Because of this presumed superiority, the ideas, books, voices, and expertise of one group are seen as the norm. So they actually have a video here of this blue-eyed, brown-eyed experiment in which kids are told brown-eyed people are superior to blue-eyed people and vice versa. And it's a good way to show students how unconscious behaviors emerge and how quickly prejudice can form. Mm -hmm. So I I like this little video, and it involves kids, too, so the kids can see another perspective of another child. So I did like this tip.
1: Yeah, that sounds
0: great check it out in the show notes.
1: Yeah. And I guess that's also, that's super relevant to, um, speech therapy materials and educational materials because you want to make sure that like all of your people in your pictures or characters are not all white people. Right. Um, you want to make sure that you're not always saying like mom and dad and grandma and grandpa. Cause sometimes it's like mama or papa or like, mm. um, Baba. I don't know. Yeah. Like all different yeah. cultures have different mm-hmm. words for family members. So just keeping that in mind that these are, I think they're like microaggressions. I think that's like something, it's like something small, but not small. Right. Right. Yeah. I hear you. Yeah. So I have water today because I am pregnant. still growing a baby. Yes, I'm pregnant. Yes. <laughs> yes. How's um that
0: going? do you miss alcohol?
1: I don't at all. No. no. Um, yeah, it's weird. Like I haven't cared at all. And it's so funny how often people are like, Do you want a sip to taste it? And I'm like, No, I don't really even care. Okay. Um, yeah, but I mean, I think I'll drink it again. <laughs>
0: I'm sure you'll have it again at some yeah. point in your life.
1: Don't yeah, but it right lame. now I don't care. But it's going great. Um, My my baby's kicking a lot lately, so it's fun. And I feel a lot less worried than I used to feel because once you could feel the baby moving, you're like, oh, he's fine. Yes. But prior to that, you're like, what's happening in there? Is anything happening in there? So,
0: yeah. Yeah. Well, I am drinking on the other hand, you know, any drinking buddies are welcome because Deb has left
1: me for Mm -hmm. water,
0: but it's okay. Sorry, I'm going to say it's complicated because I'm going to put,
1: I'm going to put money on it that this time next year, you're going to be the one who can't drink. Oh gosh. All right.
0: Well, (laughs) it's complicated. Meaning that's the name of my wine. It's a Pinot Noir. It's a 2019 Mm -hmm. and it has some nice aromas of pomegranate and black cherry, very light. And uh, it was, it's a sponsored wine. So thank you so very much for this wine and check out the show notes of where to purchase it. I highly recommend to purchase this wine and not to mention the name is great. And the label yeah. is exciting too. It's patriotic, red, white, and blue. Hmm. You know, Beautiful. Why not get ready for labor day. That's the next- no, get ready for president's day. President's next- day. Yeah. That's February. Next- right. <laughs> Yeah, it's in yeah. February, so I vote drink this wine. And thank you very much to Napa Valley. That's where the wine is from. Napa yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And Trinchero Family Estate. They sent it to us. They have a whole bunch of wines. Check them out. That's also in the show notes.
1: Yes, thank you. Cheers to that. Um, so, Maria, tell me what's going on in your life. Are things going well, or are you? feeling like you need to dwell
0: i'm gonna say things are going well Mm -hmm. uh only because it's uh the winter time and a part of me was feeling a little like bored and like i'm like i was fantasizing Mm -hmm. which i know deb is a big fan of Mm -hmm. letting people fantasize so yeah i did catch myself fantasizing and i thought about deb you know yeah
1: just let him maybe Maybe you want all the cookies You yeah. thought about me and your fantasies. Yeah.
0: I did. <laughs> no, no, no. Let's, it's, I know. It's complicated.
1: I know Maria just, no, Maria's it's, just it's, talking about something that I say in like every speaking engagement that I have when I'm talking about speech therapy or behavior. I'm just like, you know what, if they're saying they wish they could do playing in the snow today, then just, just right. you, instead of being like, no, you can't, you know, talk right. about what they would do in the snow if they could be out there right now.
0: Yeah, that was an excellent point that you make. So I have in turn been fantasizing about like, where would I go right now? Where it would be on a beach and looking through pictures. And then mm-hmm. I kind of like stopped myself. And now I'm like, you know what? Now is the time to like stay home and like read a whole book. And now is the time to binge a series. And like mm-hmm. now is the time to do a like indoor dance class. So I've just been embracing the indoors in ways that I can. So yeah, it's going well, you know, and, and what also is helping me is this wine, Deb. Yeah, I'm on my second glass now, so we're good. Well, I think my baby's into it, too, because he just did a, like, cartwheel inside me. Yeah, see? Your baby approves. Mm -hmm. I already know your baby's going to be very much like you and Mike. Just, you
1: know, (laughs) laid back, let people be who they are. Yeah. You know? Well, that goes, well, so I'm dwelling. Because, so there's something about speech therapy that really ticks me off. Mm. And it's rigidity. And I talked about this a little bit in the last episode. It's like people hear one thing and they cling to it. And you know what they do? They glue it to every single situation, person, client, therapy setting. And it, it just makes me so annoyed. So I also need to also chill because it's like one thing, one comment that bothered me out of like tons of very fine comments. So I posted a video of me using like the buttons. The buttons. The buttons. Say, saw that too. He's like, oh, that was cool. (laughs) He liked it. Most people did. So it's fine. And what you do is like you record some audio. You can use it for requesting, yes, no. So I did it for blocks and bubbles because I Mm -hmm. knew this kid would take either of those from me. And so that's how we introduced it. And one person commented like, oh, I made this mistake so many times in the past using fringe words instead of core words. Mm. And I think it's so annoying that as a speech pathologist, you are only allowed to work on core words. Like what child is motivated to use the word in? I don't know. Like they get it. You could put things in a box. You can take things out of a box. They demonstrate comprehension of this, but that doesn't mean that they're going to be motivated to like say the word in, but bubbles is a highly motivating word. Mm -hmm. And this child, so you can tell I'm so annoyed because it just bothers me rigidity. It's
0: complicated.
1: It is complicated. So this uh, child in particular is not cognitively impaired. As far as I know, they are not on the spectrum, but they are quite young. They're very young. They're very young, and they just should be talking by now, and they're not. But their comprehension is extremely high. So they already know all of the core words. I don't need to teach them core words. They understand go in, up, down, more. They got it. If I say in, they'll put it in. They don't have any motivation to say the word in. If I, I say you. go, they'll wait for me to make something go maybe, mm-hmm. but they're not going to say go. They're so not gonna say go. he's not going to say go. I mean, I've been working. I did go for a long time. <laughs> he's not saying it. We're moving on to something else. I hear you. Um, so we did blocks and bubbles and it was, you know, he hit the word block. He got block. He hit the word bubbles. He got bubbles. Um, And I just want to bring up that like, yes, core words are super important, but like children's first words are not core words. It's like ball, cat, mom, dad. That's what kids say at first. Mm -hmm. They don't say go more. Those are not the first words.
0: They're usually nouns. They are. They are
1: the first words. (laughs) Yeah, that's so I get it. Like core, 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 core. You're a loser if you don't work on core. (laughs)
0: I feel like I have been one of those people who have drilled away core words. Oh my gosh. So, but but I will say mm-hmm. this. You could always model core words, right? So you don't always have to give up on them if the kid's given you fringe words. But at that point though, the word bubbles is almost like his core word, right? Because he's motivated to use it. So then you can model more bubbles or like, let's make the bubbles go. So yeah. you can keep using the core word. So it's not yeah. like you've given up on core words. That no, be a I, I still
1: use core words. Right. My goodness. Yeah, I'm so still just- annoyed. <laughs> like I still, It was like a video that was less than the whatever Instagram allows a minute. I know it might've been 20 seconds. So 20 seconds out of 45 minutes, I didn't try to get the kid to strictly focus on core words. But yeah, we do all the core words, core songs, core words, core boom cards, everything core, 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 core. So it's not like I'm not doing core. It's not like you're not doing core, but you can take a break from core. So that annoyed me just as much as when I post and people are like, but how are you taking data on this right now? Because it doesn't look like you have a pen.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't. I mean, I, don't I would be like, they have a point. You know, they have a point. And I think a lot of. Maria, you can't think. take
1: data on everything. You have to teach them something before you start checking X and everything that they do.
0: She's right. She's right about that. You have to model. You have to uh, You have to teach, model it. Teach, you have to
1: teach it. Teach, not I everything teach. is a test. test. It's not just like, what is this? Apple, what is this? What is this? Like, sometimes yeah, you, you have apple. to be like, apple, show me the apple. There's the apple. Apple, apple, apple. Next one, mm. bird. Look at the bird. Oh, I'm not. Yeah. Ah. <sighs> So that's how I feel about rigidity. Get rid of it. Be flexible. Nothing is completely correct and nothing is complete. Well, no, there are things that are completely wrong. Right. But you know what? Like, stop adhering to one, like, I thought process. I think,
0: I think AAC <laughs> is, in a way, like... Um, muddled because there are so many different things. There's different mm-hmm. devices, there's different situations, there's different like school systems. So it's yeah. so, so much. So like maybe this person, um, has like been drilled a certain way to use core words. So when they see something, God forbid like,
1: a word comes out,
0: they're like, "What? that's not what my three hour PD was on, you know? Right. So it's yeah. It's like, yeah. So we've been. uh I think we've. It's been hammered away enough to use core words. But you right, know, I'm gonna. If anyone's listening to this, and now that we've doubly confused them, just be like, you could always model, because modeling is important for AAC too, and model it but on a device. The buttons
1: are not just for AAC. It's just cause and effect. It's like I hit this, I get this. You know, yeah, this exactly. is not an AAC kid. This is an 18 right. month old kid right. who's just not speaking yet.
0: Right. I hear what you're doing. Yeah. really. You're just adding more uh, modalities, the tactile, the auditory, because when he pushes, he or she pushes the button, he hears the words. Yeah. So you're just adding another modality. Yeah.
1: If he's not going to, if he's not going to say it, then at least he's like still making that verbal decision making choice.
0: Exactly. And,
1: and keeping in mind that our first words as humans are typically nouns Mm -hmm. because those are more motivating. Maybe it is like it is core associated because you might be requesting that noun. Right. You
0: but like, yeah, people get into it. People get into it. What are you going to
1: do? Deb? Yeah. <laughs> but guys, you is. can work on things that are not core words. I'm not saying abandon core words. I use core words with everyone from articulation to AAC. Right. Right. Because like, you know, aardvark works as a word, but I don't say it very frequently. So why am I going to, Use that as an articulatory target. Right.
0: I mean, that's a good R sound in there. Just, just throwing that out there.
1: It is, uh, but it's better. It's not as good as hard, which many kids I, say all day long. This is too hard. So work on that one.
0: Some kind of pragmatic tie in there too, you know. Yeah. Maybe they're expressing to you that something is hard.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, but you know, life is hard.
0: Life is hard. <laughs> uh, cheers to that. Yeah. So we have an interview coming up.
1: Yeah. So stay tuned uh, after this commercial break. Hey, SLPs,
0: wine and cheese listeners. If you love our podcast, please rate and review us on iTunes. It really helps our podcast and helps us to stay on the airwaves. Also, be sure to check us out on Patreon, www.patreon.com backslash SLPs, wine and cheese on patreon you could pledge to be a patron and you will have access to video content exclusive interviews with deb and some famous comedians and even bonus episodes so please be sure to check us out on patreon.com thank you so very much for your support we really appreciate it cheers hello everyone welcome to another episode of slp's wine and cheese i'm maria and welcome our guest jeanette washington say hi
2: hello hello how are you all
0: (laughs) well i'm doing great and i'm so excited that you're here so i want to tell the audience a little bit about you so jeanette has worked as a speech language pathologist software engineer and educators she empowers those with special abilities to pursue employment in the tech industry Currently, she is the founder of Barely Articulating, and Jeanette also works within the intersection of technology, accessibility, and social justice. So that is a mouthful, Jeanette. Thank you so much for all that you do.
2: You are very welcome.
0: So I have a wine today. So I'm drinking this red wine. It's from Napa Valley, and it was gifted to us. Thank you so much, One Stop Wine Shop. And uh, this wine is called Taken, and it's very delicious. I'm just going to keep on drinking it.
2: (laughs) And me, on the other hand, I am practicing some vocal hygiene. I have my water here, 18 ounces. I've been trying to get all of the water in. I know how important it is, not only for um, our vocal hygiene, but just our body. All of the different organs need this uh, universal solvent. So I'm trying to give it to it.
0: You're doing great. So I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna drink to that.
2: <laughs> I'll, I'll drink to that too. <laughs> yes.
0: Whereas she's drinking water to hydrate and nourish her body, I'm like, I have chosen. Actually, though, one glass of red wine is very healthy.
2: It, so. It's heart healthy. You know, and I'm sure your body is happy all all in all with that choice.
0: 100 percent because i also like the social aspect of the wine so and i think that's when they say you know research shows that wine has helps to improve longevity Mm -hmm. and i think i know it's the tannins and there's like antioxidants and and it's fermented however i think also the psychological aspect which is difficult to measure in research so it could be that external factor they're not thinking
2: Hmm. okay
0: yeah that's my argument for drinking
2: you you don't even need to argue with us about drinking with the wine because we love the wine all right no excuses no arguments just sip away <laughs> i
0: am gonna sip away but i also knew that we were gonna have this interview and i went to the supermarket and i was like ooh what cheese will i have with jeanette so yeah yeah this creme de brie with garlic and herbs mm. so
2: having the brie cheese and the red wine any kind of brie is okay with me well, all right <laughs> I am a big cheese head. No, I'm not from Wisconsin, but I love me some cheese. Um, however, recently I found out that, you know, I needed to cut back. Um, <laughs> Munching away so, from
0: the mic. Go ahead. You had to cut back. on. Your- yeah, I,
2: I've had to cut back. Um, as an adult, oddly enough, i found that I have a lot of different intolerances and um, allergies that I never had prior to becoming an adult. So cheese is one of the things, or well, lactose actually, um, that is something that's not good f- for me frequently to have. So um, I'm trying to build up an aversion to it. So like cheese, yuck. But everybody knows that I am a cheese hat. So <laughs> it's I just, see. it's part of me.
0: Well, I think that you realizing that you love cheese, but maybe cheese doesn't love you. Uh, And now you're separating yourself from that relationship. mm -hmm. That's a good thing. It might feel very difficult in the beginning, but I think you could totally do it.
2: Yeah. I just got to unpackage all the the trauma with cheese and just move away because it was toxic for me. So overall we had to to part ways, you know, I, I learned a lot. It was a great experience, but, um, I'm, I'm going to be moving towards that vegan cheese very soon. Yeah. And, and maybe that'll treat me better. You know, maybe we'll have some longevity in that. Who knows? Vegan <laughs> I'm optimistic.
0: Is, yeah. Vegan cheese is just across the aisle, right? Come on. You could always go over to vegan, see what's back in dairy. You know, what you got options. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. I
2: do. Ask. I do. Yeah. And if I want to dip back into the cheese just a little bit, you know, kind of. Hey, how you doing? We'll, we'll see. We'll see. I say,
0: I say get some free <laughs> cheese samples. That's what
2: I say. <laughs> that's, a, that's always a win, right? <laughs> that
0: was pre-COVID life, though. I'm, I'm living in the past. Pre-COVID. Oh, life. yeah.
2: I just thought about that. I've been even nervous about, like, buffet styles. I don't think I'm going to ever do the buffet life again. But that was that was a vibe at one point. But I don't yeah. know if that'll be a vibe any longer
0: only time will tell listen you don't Ooh. have to make decisions about it now right <laughs> deal with it when you get there That's
2: what yes That's we'll cross road. that bridge when we get to it there you go
0: so jeanette today i really wanted to dig into this topic of dyslexia because you in my eyes i'll say are the dyslexia experts
2: well thank you
0: yes i read how impressive your bio is and i love this part jeanette can always be found tinkering or boasting the importance of accessibility inclusivity cognitive diversity and equity in the tech industry
2: ah that's my favorite part of the bio
0: (laughs) me too (laughs) however so i wanted to learn a lot more about dyslexia and we could definitely bring up the topic of tech too okay diversity and equity So first about dyslexia, I've looked up the research and you assisted me with that. You gave a great recommendation of dyslexia.com. The link is in the show notes. So the population of individuals diagnosed with dyslexia, we found based off the research
2: that boys are
0: more Mm -hmm. likely than girls. However, you do want to talk about that too.
2: Yes. I wanted to, to rebuff that particular statement.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: I know that there is research that shows um, boys typically have dyslexia um, at a higher rate than girls. However, um, boys present dyslexia a little differently than girls. If you can think of the adage where they say, you know, girls suffer in silence, that's kind of where I am referencing. So little girls will, um, you know, sit quietly and they're so quiet in their classroom with their with their teacher that um, the teacher doesn't even think to, to call on them to read or, you know, when you have a class full of 30 kids, cause you know, a lot of times teachers are getting just ransacked with these packed classrooms. And so those students that are sitting quietly you're going to just let them sit quietly. You know, you're not going to try to to rock the boat or anything. However, boys are going to be a little bit more rambunctious when it comes to, you know, asking them, hey, can you read this passage for me? Now they're going to just have a temper tantrum. and, And you may not know exactly where that's coming from, or they may start bothering another student and, you know, being kind of active in a sense. And that could all be stemming from the fact that they want to, avert attention from reading or from doing an activity that involves maybe one of their challenges so um right. yeah that's as i was stating earlier that's a entirely um vast topic we could dive into because there's this thing called adultification bias where they show that um little boys compared to their white counterparts um they could be behaving in the same manner however the boys of color will get stricter punishments and that that goes into that pipeline to prison and i mean we right. could go yes. we could really go there
0: i actually have a whole episode on that with my aunt who's a criminal justice lawyer she's been for since i've been born she passed the bar oh wow for, yeah for 33 years. big ups she, to earn yeah. it. yes so there's a whole episode <laughs> about that so i don't want to Move around this topic, <laughs> but I just still want to get through dyslexia too. Yeah. So let's just reel read it and just reel and it on in, to, reel it on in. Yeah. So boys are more likely than girls, right? But, yes. the, but the girls present differently for different yes. social reasons. you mm-hmm. saying racial reasons. Yes. Right? Um, between male and female, so feminist reasons. Um, teacher, different classrooms, so many yep, different that could geographical. Certainly... Maybe you know, in certain mm-hmm. areas, it's it's better for women to be calm and and less talkative. Where men, it's more they should be more mm-hmm. talkative and more in that higher position. Let's say, right? Yeah. So there's so many subcategories. It's a lot of
2: factors. Agreed.
0: So, um, so many factors. However, so the incidence though, that one in five people, right, you Mm -hmm. said are diagnosed with dyslexia. Agreed. You you stated a fact of 80%, give or take.
2: Mm -hmm. But 80% of students with an IEP have dyslexia. So um, within the school district, dyslexia is going to be um, named differently. You may see SLD, SLI. Um, I've seen a whole variation of these different abbreviations or acronyms rather. And basically what they're saying is that person has a specific learning disability or learning disorder that they can't quite put their finger on, but they know it's there. That
0: is true. I've also seen other health impairment, OHI, but it could be like, Mm -hmm. but they also wear hearing aids, but it's not hearing impairment. So mm-hmm. again, a lot of factors.
2: Yes. And it's it is all muddled.
0: Like, I, I feel it. I, I need some wine for this. Mm-hmm.
2: Right and now. there was a, <laughs> there right? was a campaign going on with this grassroots organization called Decoding Dyslexia. And their campaign was, um, you know, say the name dyslexia, oh, say it nice. because it's so frequent that uh, these different institutions and infrastructures use all of these different terms. And this only confuses the SLP, the OT, yeah. the teacher, the PT. Everybody right. is confused with this particular um, like title. So that was the whole um, campaign that they had, uh, say dyslexia. And I thought that that was really interesting because um, only three to four states within the contiguous u.s don't have um, any dyslexia laws in place so i mean i think that it is becoming a bigger conversation um on the state level policy is being enacted so that um students can stop falling through the cracks uh so yeah it's a lot of work that's being done on the back end and it's exciting to see but we do have those three the four states that need to Jump on on the bag bandwagon, sort of speak. Yeah, I like <laughs> say the name. Let's start. Yes, with that. yes, yes. On
0: your Instagram, barely articulating, you had a great uh-huh. definition where um, dyslexia is the absence of another impair of not vision, right? So it's yes important to keep so, in mind that yes. god You want to give us a little bit of a
2: yeah? I'm gonna give just a little uh snapshot because um, I am in a lot of different like Facebook groups, parent groups, uh, family groups, where people express concerns and they express their inquiries as it relates to dyslexia. Because again, this is something we're still learning about. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of controversy evolves around whether it is a visual disorder. Mm. So we see that dyslexia can, um, can be, you know, mixing up some letters and having issues with uh, phonetically spelling words, but is it really a visual issue? So a lot of times parents say uh, that once they use color overlays, Mm -hmm. their child was cured or, um, just anything as it relates to like maybe glasses with some tint in them helped for their child help their child to be able to uh, see those letters and pronounce those words and so it's false Um, I think a lot of times we compare dyslexia to Arlene syndrome and that one that particular syndrome is based on some visual challenges So I think it's really important that we acknowledge that it is not a visual problem. Um,
0: Thank you for acknowledging that. And it's also another important fact is dyslexia is not tied to IQ. Einstein was dyslexic and had an estimated IQ of 160. And then I read another fact that 25% of CEOs are dyslexic.
2: Yeah. So So as, as SLPs are um, doing evaluations for dyslexia um, it's so important that they get these eight things down packed so they want to get the case study and the family history the language oral and written the reading um, achievements intelligence articulation motor skills and social skills in order to create a complete diagnosis and say hey we believe that this student has dyslexia so with that in mind it kind of uh, echoes what you were saying about intelligence so yeah. usually those with dyslexia have an average to high iq so if that student is reporting a low high IQ, we can already tell maybe this isn't dyslexia after all mm-hmm. because um a lot of as you said tech um professionals and entrepreneurs are dyslexic
0: Right, because they have a probably even even higher IQ.
2: Yeah, an so, average to high IQ, yes, and also another thing to know. And I know I'm just rambling on. Just You're bear with rambling. me, because You're, you are as we <laughs> about this
0: topic, and it allows me more drinking time and eating brie and blueberries time. I didn't even get so jealous. <laughs>
2: I'm jealous you
0: know all this stuff. There we go. We can go back
2: and (laughs) forth So it's mutual. It's mutual. Okay. (laughs) Um, As it relates to um, those tech professionals and entrepreneurs, I think about the fact that a lot of dyslexic students go throughout their lives um, not knowing that they have dyslexia and struggling to a point where they have to create ways in which they learn how to read. So they have to re-engineer and hack the way that the teacher or the SLP or even the reading specialist is, is um, really working with them. Like they'll have to hack those tools and tricks and skills so they can learn and they can teach themselves. That sounds
0: um, like so much extra work
2: yes it is now
0: like i know when the teacher points to this board what she really means is that's the letter q or i i don't know if that was like an awful example yeah but i mean that's a great point so this concludes the end of part one of our episode so stay tuned for next week where you'll listen to the rest of the interview with Jeanette and i bye